0: Proud to present beer radio that turns ordinary homebrew into award-winning beer. Winning beer. The Jameel Show, and now your hosts Jameel Zaneshef and John. Please say.
1: Jack. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Bojack. Hey, head check. It's a Union Jack talking right now, so my apologies. Mm-hmm. Hey, howdy, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, so what do you think of my impression of um, Hey, Howdy, hey at the Nationals, huh? <laughs> that good, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Thanks. That was, that was awesome. It's
2: yeah. the best part of the show. Oh, no, yeah, great. Best part Thanks. of the show. Okay, great. There's nothing more you wrong. Know, if thing. you don't want me to lie to you, <laughs> yeah. don't ask me such questions. No. no. I like when you <laughs> you like lie. When... <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yes, yes. Well, right. well, hold. Speaking of the nationals, speaking of it. Ooh, ooh. what rumor has it Two thousand nine. Oh God! June two thousand nine. Right here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Actually, it's <sighs> going to be in Oakland. Yeah. west side? Yep. And uh, you know, right next to the BART station, so you can just like dip over in uh, like ten minutes into the city. Oh yeah. And uh, enjoy all the city has to offer. Yet uh, reasonable prices on the hotel. Huge event center, so we can we can hold a ton of people. Awesome. We've got so many great breweries oh, out here. So crazy. many great brewers. There are uh, uh, more brew pubs in California by far than any other state. next closest state is like Denver, and then there's three times as many in California. That's awesome. And a ton of them around here. Yeah. And so we're going to get uh, a lot of great brewers come down and speak. We're yeah. going to have, uh, it's going to be quite the time. I'll be there. You'll be there. Oh, the whole yeah. crew's going to be there. And no. We may even have the BN Anniversary, as uh, rumored to be, around that oh. time, too. You Probably. Can get the two for one.
1: Oh, geez. Get the two for. I can't wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I didn't, you know what? You I, I am. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I feel better. Now, I got to ask you this, so uh, and I'm sure every listener wants to know. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a brewing <laughs> related question. Is that right, right, this is how ahead. I set myself up so I can actually like yeah. articulate myself to you. Uh-huh. Are you going to have your beer on tap?
2: Uh, you know, I I I would definitely uh, give it the old college try because now at the anniversary show, I brought a keg, and it was in my RV, and then I had no way of like carrying it the six tenths of a mile to the venue. No excuse. Me. I thought like somebody would give me a ride. Nobody. No. 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 Nobody
1: around. Car. Nothing. Hey pneumonia. Cannot get in the way of the keg.
2: Yeah, good pneumonia. <laughs> I'm going to carry the keg to the to the. So I I got the keg at home. I was going to bring it here, and actually I was going to take it down to our, our block party Fourth of July that I usually do. I was too sick to do that. <gasps> Didn't even see the fireworks. Oh, snap. Nothing. I'm on the couch. So uh, I was going to bring it here, and I just forgot.
0: <laughs> so it's still there at home, and uh, I don't know. I was Porter? I, I'm 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 pretty sure. Yeah. That it's in your contract that if NHC ever comes to hometown, your beer has to be on tap.
2: Oh, yeah. I'll have something. I, you know, there was the one in Denver. We drove out there. We took beer out there. Mm-hmm. Took a couple of kegs. We didn't drink yeah. at all. Remember, we were very conscientious about not finishing it up. Yes. So I could serve it a club night there.
0: That's right. It there did get go. served. and But yeah. there still was... It was in limited supply. I'm pretty sure that... You know, when when certain clubs RV host... fridge only holds so much. <laughs> well, but, but now there's no RV. So what I mean is when certain, <laughs> you know, the hospitality suite a certain club hosts every hour, uh-huh. you know, we're going to have to have a couple of full Jameel kegs. A and couple l- of full Tasty kegs. A couple of full yeah, John Plisset kegs. Well, well, oh, we yeah. should
2: have a Brewing Network should host the hospitality suite. I think <gasps> we should. At one of the, uh, at least one of the sessions of the hospitality suite, we should all have a keg there.
0: Chad. Sir mm-hmm, Chad. Mm-hmm. John, uh, Doc, Tasty, me, oh J.P.? Uh, everybody. Everybody. That'd be awesome. All those <laughs> Everybody. That's a lot of fucking beer. Yeah. All uh, the people B- who know how to B- brew beer. Bevo, you, yeah. yeah. Everybody. Yeah.
2: Biscuit. Biscuit. she I think that pretty much covers it right That there. covers everybody, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it.
1: <laughs> hey, party at the uh, BN uh, booth. Yeah.
2: And maybe awesome. Justin, you could brew with somebody else, <laughs> right? Like Chad, like Chad. Yeah. yeah, maybe so. And it'll be all right. And then you could kind of be involved.
0: <laughs> what do you think? Maybe I could. <laughs> ad- maybe involved. I could tap the kegs. Yeah, yeah you yeah, could serve. <laughs> you could serve and uh, clean up. Make sure right. it's presentable. <laughs> awesome. That's fair.
1: It's going to be fun, though. I think. Uh, oh yeah, it's just going to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. the the new brewery that brew uh, pub Trappist is right down there from walk. It's right, walking distance. Right. The
2: Trappist is like a block from there.
1: Yeah, you can bar to downtown Berkeley. There's pubs everywhere. Right. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, well, no, like that. It, it's going to be an incredible time. Yeah, uh, we're going to have some great pre conference events. Oh, baseball, you know. Oakland Giants yeah, games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. We'll, we'll, we, we don't have the schedule yet, but uh, there's good chance that'll work out. The two one a tornado. Uh, you know, get yourself up to Russian River. You know, mm-hmm. Ren a lot of great places. Oh, my Gosh, a lot uh, of great beer tour, places. beer bus. I'm oh yeah, feeling that. Yeah, you, you know, uh, you know, make sure your liver is prepared because you will you'll be drive yourself crazy trying to sample everything that, that's out here.
1: Let's just use your RV.
2: There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds great.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm really looking forward. We'll charge to that like one.
1: 200 bucks a head. You know, yeah. 40 of us will s- <laughs> right. be able to go in your RV. Right, and, perfect. That, and that will almost cover Gas.
2: my wife being uh, upset with me, divorce lawyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that that okay. that, that might actually uh, be great. <laughs> yeah, that you would just, be wonderful. You almost punched me right there. <laughs> yeah. so, Sorry about that. No, I I tell you, you know, yeah, you, you want to make it out here if. And, and I said this uh, numerous times in the past. I told people, if there's one event that I would go to, if I could only go to one event, it would be the National Homebrewers Conference. And some of the people who went, they posted, they go, you know, he's right. <laughs> that was the greatest beer event I've ever been to. Yeah, And, uh, you know, it's it's just, just absolutely fantastic. If uh, you're not an AHA member, you want to go to the Brewing Network store, you can sign up for an AHA membership. Uh, a portion of the proceeds... A uh, small portion of the proceeds go to the bre- goes to the brewing network, and uh, the rest of it goes to support uh, homebrewing uh, legislation or you know brewing legislation and 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 uh, uh, Zymergy. You get pub discounts and you get a discount on the national homebrew uh, competition and the national homebrew conference. Uh, if you if you go to any brew pubs with regularity in your area and they're and they're members of this uh, discount program, it'll pay for itself. Absolutely, uh, well worth. it. And if you enter the the competition and you put in a few entries that pays for itself yep. uh, and it definitely pays for itself on things like gabf tickets uh, nhc tickets uh, it automatically covers your cost right there it's free yeah uh, you know your membership's free compared to uh you know if you had to pay otherwise right and Uh-oh. uh while you're there Hell you yeah. can uh, sign up for a byo subscription for your own can you write an article for that Every month or every every issue, I get the uh, style profile column. I do
1: that. I read a couple of them. It's like pretty good. doing this show, and then I wish I had that article had been out before the show. Right? Yeah, and I, then I, I could yeah. read it and then be like, "Oh my god, I got these uh, questions." I do. A, I do a lot of detail <laughs> in yeah, there. Yeah, you do. Right?
2: All right. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well worth it, I think. And and they share generously with the uh, brain network when when you sign up for a subscription. And let's not forget Northern Brewer. That's right. Our proud uh, the, sponsor, the the folks who keep keeps the lights a burning here, the fan of turning, the fan of turning, <laughs> and uh, the biscuit keep, feeding, <laughs> keep us all uh coming back to the microphones uh, you know, week in and week out, and uh bring you this fine programming. You know, support them when you can. Uh You know, support your local homebrew shop uh, when you can. That's that's a great thing because it, it keeps. uh that's what brings homebrewers into the into the into the fold, but uh, also support Northern Brewer when you can, and, and let them know that you uh, listen to the show and you really appreciate their sponsorship. They're good people, and they really help us out. And uh, you'll see by perusing their fine website that they got uh, a lot of good stuff oh, yeah. at uh, very reasonable prices, and uh, <clears throat> you know, cheap shipping. And uh, the thing that they really bring strong is great service. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, hit hit the uh, northernbrewer.com dot com website. Yeah, there you go. Right. Speaking of northern... <gasps> northern German, German Alt-beer. Alt-beer. It's like, you know, coincidence. I don't know. It's like know. the three's company, two. It's Sorry. almost as if it was planned. Of
1: course it's not because of the way
2: we do this. <laughs> well, this whole thing's scripted.
1: So yeah. everybody knows. Exactly. It's scripted.
2: <laughs> Let me turn my, the, to my next page of the script here. Hmm. Yeah, the only thing scripted is... Uh, Your book? classic styles, <laughs> yes. Uh, page 106 for those of you reading at home. Please turn to one hundred six. So tell us about Northern German Ale beer, Don John Don Don Don.
1: <laughs> I want to be called Don.
2: Yeah. Hey, right. you remind me of like uh, you know who's the character in uh, my in Miami Don Rise. Johnson. Yeah, Don yeah, Johnson.
1: You, right. you kind of got a
2: Don Johnson look to you. I brew like him. Other other than you know bre- the pr- women probably don't think so, but I think the
1: Don Johnson ah. look to you. Yeah, I'll take. uh never mind. All right, okay. Northern All German right. <laughs> Let's see. In the aroma in a northern German alt beer, um, it t- should be pretty simple. It's It, c- it can smell kind of grainy. Um, I would even say biscuity. Um, it, it's low to zero hop aroma, very clean, lager-like. Even though it's an ale, um, it's definitely a beer that you would age that comes across smelling like a lager. And very minimal esters in this beer. And that aging definitely reduces the amount of esters apparent in the aroma. Uh, the color... Copper to light brown, very clean, clear uh, from the lagering and aging. Then and the flavor is sli- slightly sweet, firmly bittered, but balanced with the maltiness. Uh, may have a biscuity flavors from the use of Munich or crystal malts. Should uh, finish dry with a uh, with a nice firm hop aftertaste. Kind of bitter, but more hop aftertaste. So. It, it, We'll get into more of this later because I have questions about this with you. Uh, Overall, it's a very clean, lager-like brown ale with some hop character. It tends to be more caramelly, sweeter, and less bitter than it says to And that's basically it. Yeah, I I think the the, uh, thing
2: I would add to that is that uh, malt character is very uh, uh, bready. A lot of times very similar to um, uh, a... uh, uh, Munich dunkel, oh yeah, a lot of, a lot of cases. Okay, not quite as intense as that, but uh, you know, fairly similar. And
1: now is that Munich derived?
2: Is it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. A lot of a lot of Munich. I think uh, I I personally put a pretty decent uh, uh, amount of Munich in this touch one? of Munich in there. Really, that's you know, a touch of Munich. Does it so touch? Not. Okay, not not excessive, but uh, uh, you could go. Um, you could go crazy with the Munich, and I'll tell you now, why not. Now, didn't I? Didn't I mention I? I that's um, an experiment. I entered Munich Dunkel as a North German Alt beer. Yeah, in a place I could see that easily placed. Oh yeah. yeah, and I think you know myself. I don't necessarily think that's the best example of the style, but. You know, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. And if you look at something like uh the Schwelmer alt, that's very much you know, it always reminds me of a Munich Dunkel. A okay. little lighter than a Munich Dunkel, but yeah, Munich Dunkel nonetheless. Not not like the Altbeirish. Okay. The uh Eingar uh, Dunkel, but uh kind of a, a lighter version of that. Huh. You know, something, you know, fermented with the lager yeast, it's got a fair amount of Munich malt in it, you know, type of thing and it kinda comes across that way, okay. So, you know, I think this needs to be malty in that way and bready and and not uh, not very estery, you know, real clean. But I really prefer a slight touch of ester character in there, huh. just because it makes it seem more like an alt beer to me. I mean, it should be really clean, right? But not so clean that it doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, well, it's 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 like trying to make it a logger with an ale yeast,
1: and that's what you're basically doing,
2: right? Right, and it's 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 quite clean, and, okay. You know, but you want a little bit. You want a little bit, and then it adds a certain character. And how do you do that? Oh, you know, proper yeast, sure. proper temperature, and all that. And but if you go the longer yeast route, I think you know, I, I think it kind of loses something in the translation. Okay. All right. So we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get into the uh, the recipe and fermentation and all that. Okay. Okay. We'll be back right after this.
1: <laughs> oh, crap, it's <laughs> the hop shortage. No, not the organic, free-range, <laughs> oyster Russian imperial
0: coffee stout.
3: It's all gone. We'll never brew again.
0: Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell.
3: Oi! F*** away off your wee f- hop shortage. F- who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling, and you kinda brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, your great f***ing ass. Use less hops. Brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help is... White Labs is a leader in pure yeast and fermentation services, serving the beer, wine, and distilling industries from worldwide producers for more than a decade. White Labs has three all-new vials for you to pitch this year, home brewers, so fire up your kettles, fill up your fermenters, and get ready for Cry Havoc, the signature yeast strain from Charlie Papazian. This yeast can ferment both ales and lagers, and is great for bottle conditioning, too. Second, a cream ale blend of ale and lager yeast strains. This blend creates a clean, crisp, light American lager style ale. Last, a Belgian style Saison ale yeast blend. This blend melds Belgian style ale yeast and Saison strains to create complex fruity aromas and flavors. Get complete fermentation quickly with this blend's spicy, earthy, and clove-like flavors. White Labs, your brewing partner for great yeast. These new strains are available now for home brewers, breweries, and homebrew shops everywhere. White Labs, it's all in the vial.
4: Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad shot, venti, extra hot soy milk, triple pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as seven cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private First Class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as Corporal, Sergeant, Ranger, or Colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jameel Show and yes even that other show thank you for listening and please sign up for your donation at the brewing donate today you're listening to the
0: brewing network Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: My wife, when I come down to do these shows, she's like, have fun. I'm like, yeah, I will. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. I it was fun. You don't do the thing like, no, no it's it's work, honey. Yeah. You know, I have to go. This is work. I have to do it.
2: Dang, I got go to go do a show. I
1: got to prep. I got to prep, honey.
0: She's like, she knows i'm down here having fun i
2: think she's listened to a few shows kind of on the side you know see what make sure I'm, what i'm doing
1: you know make hey, sure you're, you're here at all <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly sure i'm actually showing up down here you have an awesome wife by the way i do thank yeah. you very much she it's, is it's wonderful. that supportive and let you do your thing and yep brew your beer and have kids and get sick and pneumonia and rip your head off but still maintain a oh, family and, you
2: know and she took such great care of me and uh and actually, my older daughter took really good care of me, too, because they're out for uh, school. And my other daughter, she's uh, at a horse camp, so she wasn't around. But my older daughter, she, you know, she would uh, you know bring me food, drink, anything I wanted, you know. I had one uh, well, of the phones by my side, and I would press the intercom button <laughs> and <laughs> ring her, and she'd come running up. She's like, yeah, what do you need? Oh, wow. You know, all day long, and... and uh, took really good care of me and it's you know that's awesome that's fantastic when you when you and you know they, my wife too she's like take it easy don't yeah. don't overdo it you know right and uh you know the other day i, I made uh homemade pizza i mm. realized yeah, my homemade pizza and uh i did that oh, it just wiped like, me out i was i was dying at the end i was <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> like oh god like, labor I'm like... still still pretty darn weak yeah but uh you know I've always brought it weak, so... uh, We're going strong now. I figured I was ready to do the show. (laughs) No matter how weak I am.
1: I don't think that's in your uh, vocabulary, weak. (laughs) Oh, sure it is. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like second round. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh! Oh. (laughs) Oh. All right.
2: Uh, The alt-beer recipe... And somebody got like a gold with this in the uh, second round of the nationals. Not this year, but last year, I think. And it ended up being like one of the big beer recipes or something like that. Or they were talking about doing it. Uh, It's a good recipe. Uh, Original gravity, 10.50. Uh, Finishing gravity, 10.14. That's about 72% attenuation. 32 IBUs using the Rager formula. This is for 6 gallons at the finish of of the boil. 16 SRM, 4.7 ABV, uh, alcohol by volume for those of you uh, letter challenged. Uh, if you're an extract brewer, you're going to use, uh, uh, you need a, a, a continental Pilsner extract, uh, 7.4 pounds, 3.35 kilograms. Munich malt extract, 0.7 pounds or uh, 318 grams. You could go ahead and use uh, you know, a 50-50, 40-60 50, 50, Munich malt extract and uh, just replace some of the Pilsner extract uh, instead. And that will work just fine as well. And you can even up the amount of Munich. That's fine. It's it's, it's not too critical. And like where I was saying earlier, you can go pretty heavy on the Munich, and it's really not going to harm this this beer at all. If you're an all-grain brewer, you are going to go with uh, 9.8 pounds, point. Uh, 4.44 kilograms of a Continental Pilsner malt. And instead of the Munich extract, you're going to go with one pound or 0.45 kilograms of a Munich malt. And you mash at 152 degrees Fahrenheit or 67 degrees C. Uh, for all grain brewers, you, you definitely need to do a 90-minute boil with all that Pilsner malt in there. The other grains that make up the grist uh, is going to be Craft uh, a Special 2, 430 level bond, uh, a quarter pound or 113 grams Kara Munich sixty, hmm. quarter pound, one hundred thirteen grams, and pale chocolate malt two hundred love, uh, three ounces or eighty five grams. Okay. This is not one of those cha- those types you can um, uh, substitute. You know, uh, regular chocolate malt in a smaller amount, Gotta not going to work at all. Okay. The the purpose of the Carafa Special is to bring some color to the beer. The purpose of the Kara Munich. In a very subtle way, adds a, a, a kind of a background caramel note, real subtle and real subtle sweetness to it. And the pale chocolate adds a toasty note. Okay, when we're talking about biscuity, you're talking about in the description, mm-hmm. we go a little toasty. Okay, okay, again, to so, little bit. D- differentiate this from you know the other beers sure. in the pack. You go a little toasty, toasty. and when people are looking for melanoidin rich beers, the difference between bread and toast or biscuits and toast is what? The, the melanoid. Right. Yeah. Right? The little the little bit of uh, flavor development. Okay. And again, so a little toasty, it kind of l- l- lends to the, the judge's desires for that melanoid and rich type of beer. Will that give you an edge? I think it gives you an edge. Uh-huh. I think this is kind of the, the <laughs> secret, secret to this one. This is the secret to uh-huh. this one. Right? So you gotta get yourself some pale chocolate malt. Uh, 200 of them on 3 ounces, 85 grams. That that makes a difference. Uh, it's well, well worth hunting out. And the thing that I've done a few times is I've sent people uh, pale chocolate. I know people on the forums, they've sent each other pale chocolate. So it's kind of hard to find sometimes, but almost everybody you know knows somebody who can get some, and you can get a buddy somewhere who lives close enough to a place that uh, in this day of the Internet... Can you know mail you uh, USPS? Uh, you know, real cheap. Uh, you know, some. Uh, you know, a quarter, a uh, quarter pound of uh, pale chocolate. Milk. You only need three ounces. Right. You know, it, you it'll go. Bucks. Yeah. yeah. It, or you, but you can put it in a regular envelope. There you go. <laughs> and you know, three stamps is three ounces. You know, it's you know, it's like a dollar, you know, twenty something to uh, you know, a dollar thirty something to to mail it to somebody. Oh no and uh you know that's all it takes mm. and uh, but it's an important part of of the recipe as far as uh, hops i just go for something clean uh, Magnum, 13% alpha acid, 60-minute edition, uh, 0.6 ounce or 17 grams. You could use uh, uh, Perle, you could use uh, Hallertau, you could use uh, you know any of those uh, types. Uh, anything with a a, a clean uh, bittering is is absolutely fine with this. You don't need uh, much in the way of hop character. You know, no no hop character really. Okay. And, and let see examples. You could put a little bit in there, but I really wouldn't go. Past that, it's uh, you know about the malt and it's about uh, you know clean fermentation. It's a pretty pretty subtle beer. It's got plenty of flavor. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you just don't want to go over the top on this.
1: It's not like a Dusseldorf. It
2: has more hop character, right? Well, and even the Dusseldorf. you walk the streets of Dusseldorf and you. Um, uh, try the various alts. The majority of them have no hop character mm. or a very restrained hop character. So the European... Like one
1: or two will have some hop character. Interesting. Because it, I mean, you if you read the guidelines and you're like, oh, wow, this is a firmly pittered pier. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems like the impression of hop character coming through in Europe is a lot different than American impression. Oh, yeah. Especially how we apply hops in Sure, sure, sure.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 world's a difference. Wow. Yeah. Okay. As far as the yeast, I like the uh, White Labs uh, WLP 036 Dusseldorf Alt or the Y Yeast uh, 1007 German Ale. Uh, and that's that's pretty much the yeast you use. If you use um, uh, dry yeast, you can go with soft lager S23 and mm-hmm. go the lager yeast route. Rather than trying to do like a US 05, I would go with the lager yeast.
1: Okay. I use the Kolsch yeast. Uh-huh. On mine,
2: yeah, cold cheese. That that's fine too. Okay, yeah, um, all east or cold sheast. Okay, uh, that's a, that's a decent substitute. And uh, fermentation, I like to ferment this and make a make a uh, good size starter. Ferment at uh, sixty degrees Fahrenheit or sixteen degrees C, and. Uh, um, you know, hold it steady at that. You can start a few degrees lower, you know, let it warm up, and then, uh, you know, hold it steady, and then warm a couple of degrees towards the end. Uh, you know, clean up any diacetyl, things like that. And you're going to want to let this lager for a while. Let it sit uh, a good four weeks of loggering uh, to help uh,
1: kind of clear it up. Now, you're, you're, you say you're fermenting at 60 degrees? Uh-huh. Wow. So you're, you're using a nail stream pretty cool. Right. And now... How does yeah, that the, affect the, this the flavor? Alt,
2: the Alt and the Colchis will definitely do
1: that. Right.
2: Uh, well, and, you know, a lot of the ale yeast will go even colder than that. Sure. And now,
1: do you think that's important for this style?
2: Because. Oh, yeah. Yeah, In I, what think ways? It, well, I, I think it. Well, I think it helps uh, suppress, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, fermentation characteristics as as far as, uh, you know, esters and things like that. Okay. Um, it keeps it uh, a,
1: a tad cleaner. Cleaner. And that's definitely important for this impression right. beer. Right. So is this beer kind of just more of a brown lager? Uh, even though it's an ale yeast? Right. Well, see, and that's that's the thing. If uh, if you use a,
2: a lager yeast, mm-hmm. you'd go cooler okay, than 60. you go in the, the 50s, low 50s. Right? And if you do that, that's what you end up with is a brown lager. Okay. You know, similar to a Munich Dunkel not quite, you know, and maybe a little bit caramely. Right? And... I really don't think that's a great alt beer. You know, alt beers should be, you know, made with, you know, an alt yeast or some sort of ale yeast at, you know, cool fermentation temperatures. Okay. And, uh, you know, to help it be clean and, uh, you know, involve some lagering and, uh, you know, but it should definitely be an alt or coal yeast or something along those lines. Okay. I really think... Yeah, you know, that's a, a key, a subtle but key part of the character. If you have, you know, two beers side by side, you know, one tastes like a brown lager and one tastes, you know, more like an alt right. <laughs> to me. Sure.
1: Fair enough. Okay. So uh, I think that's kind of a, an important part of it. Okay. Now, they stress definitely in the style that lager is important, um, is that important as far as dropping out the ferment of those esters that are produced from those ale yeast? I mean, you definitely want an ester flavor, but you don't want it to be like, you know, an American pale ale ester flavor.
2: Yeah, it really won't drop them out, but, you know, the cold fermentation to start will help suppress, uh, you know, proper pitching rates and oxygenation. You know, don't overdo the oxygen. Don't overdo, don't, uh... Uh, you know, if you, if you put too much oxygen in there, you're going to get too much growth, you know, things like that. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a balancing act with pitching rate and temperature and oxygen and, and all that. Okay. And, you know, you, you get a very low level of esters to okay. start with. And then, you know, lagering, you know, let's, the yeast drop out. It can, uh, you know, start to reduce some of the compounds, uh, but generally not esters, um, Okay. Yeah, it rounds out the beer.
1: I had an all-beer place this year, first round. And when I brewed it, I couldn't even stand to drink it because it was way too fruity. And I worked with it for about two to three months before mm-hmm. deciding, was I going to bottle this in it? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, as I lagered it, it kind of mellowed, mm-hmm. cleared up. Um, it just was a little bit rounder, softer. It has a nice flavor. I could actually drink it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it ended up placing. But I... Th- really stressed the importance of lagering the beer, mm-hmm. just kind of cleaning up that yeast. Well, I used the Kolsch yeast uh-huh. 62, controlled, uh-huh. and it was a little little weird for a while. And see, then it got better.
2: I, you know, I wonder if uh, what you had wasn't maybe something like acetylaldehyde, kind of a green yeah, right. apple.
1: It was a green apple. Yeah.
2: yeah. And see, with the green apple, you know, you can get rid of that actually fairly quickly. Put a little bit of uh, fermenting... Uh, word right. in there get 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 some yeast started and then add it and uh, it will you know be actively searching out something to consume and it'll convert the acetylaldehyde right and I that, called uh, you about uh, that uh, yeah and that'll, that'll do it pretty quick okay and uh yeah but the yeah the acetaldehyde can definitely seem fruity okay because I ended up doing like three diacyl rests with this right <laughs> like like six, six, and five, and it was probably converting the acettyaldehyde yep. you know the 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 yeast that was left Um, And it finally cleaned it up. Wow. But, uh, you know, it it can go pretty quick if you just uh, toss a little bit of yeast, active yeast.
1: Now, would you tell most home brewers if, let's say their beer is not contaminated, but it's got a funky flavor, like Mm -hmm. there's something really wrong with it, like it doesn't taste like beer yet. Mm -hmm. Don't throw it out yet. Right. Take your keg out of the fridge, let it sit out for two weeks, four weeks, room temperature, Mm -hmm. 80 degrees, and see if it can fix itself before you toss it. Would you suggest this maybe or you
2: know yeah if if you don't need the space and you got the time you've invested so much into it you know give it a give it a chance and I think um, you know especially if if there's something really wrong with it you know leaving out warm it's just gonna get far worse and you'll so you know, know that, that. <laughs> yeah and it'll get it'll get worse rapidly sure and you'll be just like wow yeah that you know I've got some sort of infection I did something wrong yeah okay. there's definitely a problem and it's getting worse okay and then you know and you toss it there you go if it actually seems like it might be getting a little bit better then maybe you have something that's like fermentation drive and the yeast are kind of cleaning it up you know to add a little bit of uh, an active uh, culture you know active a uh, little bit of yeast and let it uh, you know help uh, drive some of that down and then you know hey you know there may be a chance for this beer Okay, and so yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, and definitely, you know, if if you've, if it's not a hassle for you to to try doing that, yeah, uh, give it a shot because it's not going to, uh, you know, it's not going to hurt you to to give it a shot if you uh, uh, have the opportunity. Right, we've done all that work and yeah, no, that's a good idea. Exactly, and well, you learn something. Sure. And again, you know, you'll you'll, you'll learn at, at warmer <laughs> temperatures. You should learn pretty fast. You know, if if it's over forty degrees. Uh, you know, if there's something bad in there, it'll get bad pretty fast. Okay. Over 40 degrees, you know, you leave it 50, 60 degrees, it'll it'll get, you know, cheesy or rotten or sour or you know, nasty really fast.
1: Yeah, I just cleaned a cake that smelled like cheese yesterday. Yeah, was oh, it's fucking it's so fucking bad. <laughs> I, had, I had a cake
2: that smelled like death once. <laughs> That's bad. There were maggots in it.
1: Ooh, how do the hell the maggots get in your cake?
2: Well, you network. have to subscribe to Zyber G fine. G. <laughs> there you go.
1: Become an AHA member.
2: Oh, the Brewing Network store. There you go. Pick up a copy of Brewing Classic Styles. Send me money. There
1: you go. <laughs> uh, I got another question. Yeah. Um in previous shows we've talked about the use of malts in our beers and um, you tend to lean towards simplicity. Rather than over the top like eight different malts. With this style of depends. an alt beer. Depends, okay. But you have pale chocolate and Munich in this. Uh-huh. Could you still make an alt beer with a higher percentage of Munich malt yeah. and Pilsner malt? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Just had to know that. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Most
2: most of the styles I think, you know, there's very simple recipes for a lot of styles, other than some of the American styles.
1: Now, does that apply to German beers versus English beers versus American beers? Because it seems yeah. like the
2: regional differences.
1: Yeah. Germans and keep it simple, Belgian but they're beers. perfect.
2: I think you know the beers in Germany very simple uh, recipes. The beers in Belgium very simple recipes uh, for the most part. Hmm. Um, the beers in England very simple recipes for the most part, and a lot of commercial brewers in the U.S. very simple. But I think what's happened in the U.S. is. Um, you know, a lot of home brewers have gotten involved, and they're like, there's all these ingredients, I should be using them. Right. And so we've seen new styles created, and really just bold and beautiful things happening here, which is j- it's just amazing. Right. And uh, you know, that doesn't happen as much in a lot of other places in the world. Hmm. And so it's really kind of cool. It's uh, it's excessively creative, sometimes to the detriment of the beer. Yeah. <laughs> But, but sometimes it just works that way. I, I can't explain it. You know, it's like the uh, Belgian strong dark recipe. I know it's wrong. You <laughs> know, well, I know it's like a homebrewer version. What's it called? Brewer like a homebrewer. Yeah, I talked yeah, to yeah. Stan Hieronymus, and he was like, I, he was stunned at all the stuff that was in there. He tasted, it. he's like, you know, it doesn't seem that way, right? Sometimes you know that's the way it works, and it and it you know you you can't reproduce what the brewers doing unless you do something like that, and sometimes that's what it takes. Hmm. It's just just unusual. Fair so uh, you know sometimes you got to do it that way. Yeah, huh?
1: yeah. that's why you got to support the AHA too. I
0: mean, mm-hmm. there you go, protects so, those rights, well, protect the home brewers' rights, there absolutely.
2: So do we have uh, any questions from the the uh, chat room?
0: We do. Let's take a break first, and then we'll get to him. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh,
2: yeah, the break. <laughs> we got to take a break. I'm having too much fun. fun. So, we'll take a short break, and uh, when we do, we'll we'll get all over that chat room. Back after this? Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, crap. It's the hop shortage. He's in the basement. Oh, please. My triple-decocted Imperial Pilsner.
1: It's all gone. We'll never brew again.
3: Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. What's is Hop shortage? Who are you guys? Ich bin Doppelbach. Ich bin and I'm Münchener Helles. We don't need a lot of hops to be delectable. Now brew something, mercy! Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the Cool Blonde Kölsch or the ponderously bottom-heavy Doppelbach. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now get brewing Attention, homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment, like their stainless-domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again, and since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentat carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all-grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you, too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network.
0: The If you're
3: just starting,
0: don't be discouraged by all this stuff. Exactly. It's so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Dude. Put you're some sugar point. and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Like beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Jameel Show.
2: I'm at my limit. Three hours with me? I don't blame you. Uh, two and two and three-quarter show, and uh, I'm starting to feel sick again. <laughs> Are you really? I'm, I'm, I'm running out. I'm running out of steam. Okay. So we're going to wrap it up with some uh, listener questions. Let's Got about 15 minutes worth of gas left in my tank, and then uh, I go collapse in the corner. <laughs> it's
0: perfect, because I have to admit the, the chat room... Runs out of steam about this time too. Three hours into Jamil shows and just the, you know hanging in there, drinking and sampling and off topic is is now the is now the theme.
2: <laughs> the de rigor for you. yeah,
0: me. is now the theme. Uh, so, but a couple of, of good questions we did have for you. People were talking about a no sparge method. I think it comes from last night's session. Uh-huh. Um, is this a beer that that w- could work for a no sparge?
2: You know I, I think any beer works with no sparge. What no sparge brings in my experience, is uh, a richer, maltier, less, you know, less grainy, less astringent, uh, a really, uh, you know, a full, rich type of uh, flavor. And uh, I was talking with, um, oh, now I can't remember his name, sorry, um, down in SoCal, nice guy. Uh, we've been talking about brewing um, Ordinary Bitters and efficiency rates and how they affect the flavor of the beer, and he was up around, you know, 85 percent efficiency wow and he was he was like like, my beers are kind of you know harsh and uh and i'm like you know you're probably you know just extracting too much of that nasty stuff out of the grains and i i try and hold mine around 70 percent you know i I don't try and do better than that because i think you know you you get uh you get a lot of richer mold character without a lot of the drawbacks of you know husks and tannins and all that stuff so um uh, you know, uh, one of the things I suggested was you, know, you go no sparge, hmm. and you know that tends to you know. And then you just water it down. It costs you more grain. You know, and if yeah. you're if you're trying to make the best beer possible and you're having a problem with that, you can give that a shot, and uh, you know you can add more grain and even you can kind of sparge and then you know just you know stop early hmm. and uh, make a good beer. So that that applies to anything, especially I think when you want uh, kind of a richer maltier beer, it, it really shines. It really. uh, Showcases the the grains.
1: It's the same amount of time too, isn't it? Really? I mean, to do a batch.
0: Sparge, oh yeah, yeah. It's like
2: well, and no sparge. I mean, you just runs them out and you're done. Right. You don't have to wait, so it actually can be quicker. Hmm.
0: Okay, a listener who is a German beer savvy says that uh, in Düsseldorf they bring the beer up from the cellar in oak casks. Mm-hmm. So what about oak aging this beer? Uh, you know, there's no oak flavor in those in those beers. Uh, you know, so
2: usually, I think they're lined with something, cause, or they're in there such a short period of time, you don't taste any oak in those beers. Uh, and some of them use uh, metal kegs now, and they're like little rubber <laughs> uh, protectors on them. They roll those up. But yeah, they're all you know poured just from the cask. Okay. But uh, there's no oak flavor. I, I think you, you could if you want, and this, this style that we're talking about now is not the style that, is more common in Dusseldorf. This is the type of alt beer you find out uh, other parts of the country. Ah, uh, okay. So it's slightly different, anyways.
0: Okay, which actually was a a question: Is there a southern German alt? I came through earlier. You know, That's a good question. Uh, Are there two different right. alts? And know? I
2: think northern German alt is not necessarily the right uh, tag for this. Because I, I know some of these are produced, you know, south of Dusseldorf, and mm. well, again, well, no, all that part of the country is north. All of it's north of Germany. German. Yeah, yeah, right. So I, I don't think there's any any okay. alt beers. So even if it's south of south Dusseldorf, of yeah. it's, it's still northern so, Germany. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's not yeah, happening yeah. in Bavaria. I'm totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. When
0: they when they when you're talking southern Germany, you're talking
2: Bavaria. Bavaria. Yeah.
0: And it's not happening there. No. Yeah. Not
2: that I know of. Okay. I mean, maybe it is.
0: But. Not that I know of either, actually, when I've been there. Right. In fact, uh, Daniela's father, who lives in Bavaria, travels to northern Germany because he loves alt. It's his mm-hmm. favorite stuff. So he doesn't get it in southern Germany either. Right. right. So, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then another good question. You you already talked about it, but uh, a listener wanted you to reiterate, uh, please, uh, for taking up the, uh, the process of taking up acetylaldehyde again. Right. So... The thing about acetylaldehyde is, um,
2: it's an intermediary product in the production of uh, the alcohol in the beer. Right, so it's always made. The question is whether you get in a situation where some of it gets left over. The yeast decide not to take it up because, you know, of one reason or another. You know, they get chilled down, or you know, and, and acetaldehyde gets left behind. A lot of people describe acetaldehyde as like a green apple. Uh, or raw apple or sour apple uh, type of uh, uh, flavor or aroma. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, it's something the yeast will take up and use. So the trick is you just get yourself some yeast that's active. So make yourself a little starter. You don't want to stir it or anything. Just make yourself a little bit of wort. Uh, you know, pitch some yeast into it, get it active, get it going, get it uh, to where it starts to bubble up, and then pour that into your into your batch. It doesn't need to be a lot. It can be, you know, a pint because you're not going to try and grow any yeast or do anything. You just want to get it started and get it looking to to be fermenting. Okay. And then toss that into your beer. Keep it at uh, whatever your normal fermentation temperature is, and it is going to scrounge for the last scraps of whatever it can pick up, and it should reduce that acetyl and get rid of that green apple flavor. the 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 best way to handle this in the first place is, you know, be careful with your pitching rates. You know, don't uh, don't over pitch. You don't add too much yeast. You know, uh, that can that can cause this under pitching. Uh, you know, oxygenation rates. You know, p- try and pitch, you know, use the pitching rate calculator on mrmulti.com. Try and figure out how much you should be you should be using. Try and pitch that. And then, you know, keep keep it steady. Keep it, you know, constant. Don't uh, do this secondary thing because I, I don't think that helps you at all. Just leave it in there until the beer drops clear, you know. And, uh, you know, give it plenty of time. When you think it's done fermenting, give it an extra couple of days. And you should add fermentation temperature. And you should not have any seed
0: wildehyde if you do those things. If you do, that's that's the way around it. It's great tips. Right on. All right. And last, I'm going leave you alone so you can go and, and be sick at home. Yes. You, <laughs> you had alluded to the maggot story. People are like, what's the maggot? There's a couple people who don't listen to every episode. Uh, is What the hell with those people? <laughs> Where can they find the maggot story? Which, as much as it totally grosses me out okay. is a, a good story to know so where can they find it actually I think I've
2: described it on the Sunday
0: session so clearly they don't listen to Sunday session oh is that where Which, it is That's a, that's understandable <laughs> I Ooh. thought you've done it because it's style specific, isn't it? He hadn't mentioned maggots. Maggots are style specific. No, I thought your maggot, <laughs> maggot story was span, style specific. Span all mm-hmm. styles. I thought every time you brew a certain thing, that's where they show up. I thought no, that was the story. There's no, there's spiders in my rope. Oh, it's the spider story. Oh, I'm mixing yeah. them up. Yeah. <laughs> mixing up your disgusting insect stories.
2: <laughs> no, um, and he's winning. You know the uh, yeah the the maggot story uh, will be in Zymergy okay. coming up in Zymergy and, uh, and what I'd like you to do if you're curious about that story is uh, you know go to the Brew Network store again sign up for the AHA I truly believe in that organization it it's it helps all brewers uh, and it's it's a good thing to do and you'll you'll get a great magazine and you'll find out uh, how I am, came to have uh, maggots. Uh, maggots in my beer yuck and uh and, and i'll <laughs> tell you what Justin. and and uh <laughs> after the story comes out i will post uh video and pictures uh uh of uh of the maggots
0: was that your uh, your sour ale that you uh, entered? <laughs> no, no, no no okay I, yeah, well, Justin's you I can't you're not going to post oh, pictures on the toe. brewing network oh, are you yeah, yes Oh, yeah. Did I have that beer? <laughs> no. Oh God damn it. I don't want to know. Don't answer that question. Are you going to post those pictures on the Brewing Network? And I and I tell you because I you
2: know there are people who can't afford to uh, subscribe, uh, people who can't afford to buy you know books and stuff like that because you know they can barely afford to brew. That's all right. I'll tell you what. After it comes out, Zymergy. Sometime after that, uh, we'll give it some time. Uh, but you should still sign up for HA if you can afford it. Uh, after that time, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll give the story out and, right. uh, and, and I'll post a video. Hard to get, aren't and you? A, no, a
0: the, video. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> oh no! It'll, it'll. I bet you it'll make you uke. Then <laughs> oh. <laughs> you see the video. This is about ready to uke. I should probably watch it on the Sunday show so that if I yuke, <laughs> everyone gets to uh, enjoy Exper- my, my pain. That. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, that's it from the chat.
2: All right. Recap. That's actually a pretty quick show. I That's think not bad, know, I Hammered through that thing. I don't know how. Um,
1: Hour three. Slightly delirious three, At this point, post-pneumonia. F-
2: fever's coming on. Uh, original gravity, uh, 1050. Uh, finishing gravity, 1014. 32 IBU, 16 SRM, 4.7 ABV. Uh if you're an extract brewer, get yourself some Pilsner extract, liquid extract seven point four pounds, three point three five kilograms, and some Munich extract, uh, about three quarter pound or three hundred eighteen grams. You can uh go ahead and use uh you know, a Munich blend extract and, and kinda of monkey with the percentages there or leave the Munich out completely if you uh, feel that uh that's too much hassle. Uh for all green brewery, you are going to use um, 9.8 pounds of a continental Pilsner malt, 4.44 kilograms, and 1 pound of uh, 0.45 kilograms of Munich malt. And uh, you would mash it at 152 degrees Fahrenheit, 67 degrees C. And the remaining part of the grist, Carafa Special 2, 430 level bond, a quarter pound, 113 grams, <laughs> Cara Munich 60, a quarter pound, 113 grams. Uh, pale chocolate malt, 200 level bond, 3 ounces or 85 grams. The pale chocolate is an important part of the recipe. you got to get that. No substitutes on this one. And uh, hops, Magnum or some other uh, uh, higher alpha, um, clean, bittering hop, German hops, I prefer. Uh, thir- 13% alpha acid uh, pellets, 60 minutes, uh, 0.6 ounce or 17 grams. Gets you about 32 IBUs with the Rager formula. Uh, White Labs WLPO36 Dusseldorf Alt or Y Yeast 1007 German Ale. Or if you need to use dry yeast, the uh, Fermenta Soft Lager S23 would be the choice. Ferment at about 60 degrees Fahrenheit, 16 degrees C. Allow it to lager for uh, a month uh, before serving. And that should get you real close to a, a fine alt-bear. Again, somebody uh, I think uh, gold medal in the second round of the NHC That's not awesome. this year, but last year with this recipe. And uh, it uh, turns out a fine, fine alt
1: beer. Well, it's a great book. Thank I wish you. I had that when I first started brewing. Well, I I'm c- sorry. I could you could start over. No, I could have made styles that <laughs> were closer to style.
0: <laughs> this is for you, Jim John wanted me to play this for you as the end song. You're the wind beneath his wings, Jamil. There you go. Yeah, it's good to have I'm you a back, Jamil. a little Chimil. gassy tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah.
2: Welcome back, Jamil. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the wind behind
0: my chair. Yes. <laughs> this is how soft John's voice gets when he, uh, when <laughs> when he gets, gets romantic. Yeah, when he gets romantic. Oh, yeah. I know that. <laughs> Welcome back, Jamil. Absolutely. <laughs> I guess this has to be your
1: outro today. Well, there you go. Support our uh, sponsor, Northern Brewer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can hear this uh, music in the Northern Brewer lobby.
0: <laughs> Downtown St. Paul. St. Paul, Minneapolis. If they had an elevator, it would be in it. Yeah. sure well, there it. You, there you go. sure of it. Right. Yeah, buy from
2: our sponsor, and maybe they can afford it. They Put in a second floor and an elevator. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Brew strong. Brew strong, my brother. Fly.